Hello, good morning, friends, family, good people, uh, fans of the PJ Sun podcast. What's going on? It is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. Good to be talking to you guys again. Hope you're having a great morning. It is morning now, 0825. Um, just got done with a little morning workout, had, uh, went on my stupid night shifts, not going to bitch and complain to you guys about my night shift problems because, you know, I have a job and I'm grateful for that. At the same time, my head feels like it swells up to twice its size and even right now, um, there's not a lot of traffic on the Mississippi River with weather and everything. You never know if another ice storm is going to come, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I, I talked to the guys about it. Here I just said I'm not going to bitch you guys about it, but I am. I talked to some of the guys about it. The strange thing is that what is the difference in 12 hours? So if you spend your 12 hours of the day being awake during the daytime or at, or during the nighttime is what I'm asking. The earth has has spun. We're on a different side of the sun. Da, 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 da. I understand those physical changes in the universe that we float in. But, I mean, how much different is it? How much different is it to be awake from... 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. or 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. It, it really doesn't seem that much different. The question I'm asking is stupid, but... And, you know, there's a lot of data saying it's bad for you, but there's the guys that are perfectly fine with it. They would rather. I just don't understand it. I am very much a day, uh, a morning person. Love waking up in the morning and getting going and being productive. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I can't seem to figure it out and I got a few years under my belt of trying and I still am not good at it. So I'm bitching to you. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, so just got off a few night shifts and had to get back in the routine. I did, I did well this stretch as far as my diet. And, and working out goes. So that I'll give myself, but I'm bitchy and my head hurts and it just, it sucks. It sucks. And then, so uh, Sunday night was my last night shift. So Monday's basically a wash. I mean, sometimes I can get up and get moving, but a lot of the times that next day is kind of a wash for me. Uh, sleep till like, you know, and that's a problem. I get home at 5.30, get just chilled out a little bit um, by 6.00. You know, maybe get the kids on the bus. Maybe Alicia take care of that anyway. Uh, get to bed by 6, 6.30. Actually fall asleep. And then up at like 11.30. And then maybe I'll fall asleep a little bit after that. But it's just, you know. So that that first day after night shift is uh, kind of a wash for me. I'm not too productive. And um, But yesterday was a little different. I got on here today to tell you a story. I wish Alicia was uh, on this one with me, but 
as much as we lived together, I mean, I, that was that sounded weird. Is obviously we live together, um, but sometimes schedules don't align to where even my own wife can come downstairs and talk with me. So, uh, but it would be better, and maybe we'll do it again where she can tell her side of the story because it's a doozy. So, as I just mentioned, yesterday was my so. All right, I got home. Monday morning at 5.30, okay? Drawing a picture, painting a picture. Get home 5.30 Monday morning. <clears throat> Get to bed 6, 6.30. Actually fall asleep 6, 6.30, whatever it is. Um, Let's see. What time did the call come in yesterday? Oh, as a matter of fact, I look at the uh, text. Whew. Okay, at 11.31, my life uh, gets a little weird. I'm sleeping. Alicia goes into the office, you know, uh, with her stepdad. Been in her life forever. It's her dad, but she also has a biological dad. Her, anyway, this one's her stepdad. He's in the hospital right now. We'll talk about that. That also kind of relates to this. So Alicia goes into the office um, instead of working from home. A, kids are off school yesterday. What was that? President's Day? I don't need fucking holidays. Kids are off school. So, you know, she doesn't want everybody to have to, like, you know, be quiet all day and stuff. So she goes into the office to work and go right across the street to the actual hospital, visit her dad. When I get home at 530 Monday morning, I am very aware with 100% certainty that all of my children are at home. Okay, so this is going to be a little hard to, there's going to be questions in this that I'm going to try to fill in, but just let me keep going. Um, all my kids are at home sleeping. They're, they're old enough now. They, know it's not, they, don't, they know that I need some rest and stuff. They don't bother me during the day. They know that go ahead and make breakfast or whatever you got to do. If there's an emergency, come in and get me, no problem. <laughs> At 11.30, a savvy, my youngest comes in. Obviously, my phone's on silent. so I don't know anything's going on. Savvy comes in and says, Dad, Alicia is trying to get a hold of you. It's an emergency. You need to call her. First thought is my father-in-law. We are... We are um, we're very optimistic that he's gonna make it out of there, and um, you know we got an apartment set up for him. We're we're working on like future plans. So this is he's not on hospice or anything like that. Didn't take great care of himself. Smoked for a long time. You know the story. Good man, great man, lovely guy. So, but but that's still my first thought. I didn't look at my text messages. I just called my wife straight away. Um, again, my first thought, I already knew what she was going to say. I'm like, okay, something something bad happened, and we're, I'll, we'll deal with it, and she needs my support right now more than ever. I call Alicia, and she says, 
babe, Chevelle just got kidnapped. She's being raped and will probably be killed. Hysterical. She is fucking hysterical, as well she should be. I am on, um, uh, you know, maybe five hours of sleep. Just woken up out of a fog. Like, it's not your normal five hours of sleep. So I'm like, just like, what the fuck? Savvy is in my room. You know how when somebody's on the phone, you can hear what they're saying, even if it's not on speaker sometimes, if it's quiet enough, right? So Savvy is listening to all of this. Alicia is just hysterical. And, like, who knows what any of this fucking means Come from my perspective? What? Like, first of all, what you said isn't real. I know that much, right? And, or that's what I'm thinking. Like, did you just say what I think you said? Because that, um, that warrants some, like, aggressive behavior on my part. Not to Alicia, but when somebody t- says anything like that about one of your children, you, I, go straight to... <laughs> You can imagine, right? And so I'm, I'm like trying to get my stuff together, my like just thoughts together. Now Savvy is getting hysterical because she knows my reaction. She can hear Alicia freaking out. Well, she already heard it because Alicia had to call Savvy because obviously, you know, Alicia knew I wasn't awake just looking at my phone. So Savvy is very emotionally in tune with other people. She is like one of those people that, um, yeah, you know, she's like really good with animals and like she can feel, she feels a lot of things, you know, and she's a trip, but so, you know, and much less her stepmom is uh, just bawling and like freaking out. Right. So it doesn't take a, a genius, but Savvy's very, she's in tune with motherfuckers. Um, so I'm trying to figure all this out. Right. So, okay. All right. Sorry. I, I, I obviously Savvy's in my line of sight, here comes Cash. What's going on? Cash is a fixer, much like his dad tries to be. Whatever the details are, tell me what I can do to help and fix, right? And so I can see two of my kids. Alicia has just told me something to the effect of I let her leave or, or like and this is what I mean by why she should probably be here because I think I know what I heard but I uh when, when her and I talked about it when she got home briefly um it was a little different maybe it doesn't even matter but okay so Dom why you know where would Chevelle be at 11:30 good question but the way this would generally go if Chevelle wanted to leave the house, she would know that um, um, but she would know to call Alicia like, hey, Alicia, um, uh, Skylar and her mom are going to the, could I go with them? Alicia would go, yeah, just, you know, blah, 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 blah. In retrospect, none of this makes any sense, but just you don't know yet, right? So it's not the weirdest thing in the world that 
Chevelle got up, even though it's 1130 and she sleeps. I mean, she's a sleeper these days growing up, you know, uh, it's not the weirdest thing that she could have been going somewhere. It's just that I don't know anything about what's going on. I don't know where my head is in the universe. Like I'm just out. And so I'm on the phone with Alicia and she's talking to smart enough. Like she went over to the hospital. I don't know the whole story. She found law enforcement. She, uh, she finds people to help her and, and law enforcement like gets this number from her. Anyway, she said, I got to go to talk to the police or something to that effect. Right. And so, cause she had to give them her phone so they could get this number and start doing what they're supposed to be doing. Meantime, I'm thinking, okay, I got a couple people I can call that can help with things like this. I got a couple bad people I can call to take care of fucking problems like this, but let's start with my good people first. Not going to name them for their, you know, security and stuff, but like, People that you can call when when problems like this come up and uh, you need to get information and, you know. I want to figure out where this call came from. Let's get uh, to the bottom of that and then I'll go get my daughter on her on my own. Um. Uh, before I do that, I call Chevelle's phone. I'm hoping that the kidnapper will answer her phone just because I want to have that conversation like in that taken, you know, the Liam Neeson. <laughs> I have this fantasy, I guess, about how I have this. I've acquired this set of skills, skills that allow me to make your life, you know, whatever the fuck he said, but it was dope. But, you know, I wanted to call and see if this motherfucker would answer because I, I uh, you know, little does he know, Whatever he was asking, Alicia said, I think 150 grand or 25 grand or something like that. I got that in cash right here. Just tell me where you are and I'll meet you there was my plan. If you want money, I'm the one with the money. I just have cash all over the place, people. You don't know me. I got $200 million in cash just sitting around waiting for a ransom call. So I was going to just... Tell this motherfucker whatever he wanted to hear. I'm gonna go, yeah, dude. I got, to, I'll go. I gotta get the cash from my basement. I got a fucking uh, safe or something, you know. Whatever. I'll meet you there. Just tell me anything I gotta do to get my daughter back, which is true. I don't have the cash. I'm saying that part's fucking false. But uh, I, I, I was, I would, I will lie to everybody on here to to get my kid back. So would you? I call Chevelle's phone. Now, Savvy's still not handling the, dad what's going on i'm like babe i just need a second i need to think i've got to like wake up you know uh people that talk about like like uh don't even i haven't had my coffee or whatever the fuck i don't drink coffee but like i needed something right my pre-workout or something to get moving like my brain is just slow so i call chevelle's phone and it goes to her voicemail and her voicemail is just this happy girl that I know and hey Chiba, and she like ah, you know and my heart just like breaks and I'm just like dude if like if somebody is actually has actually kidnapped and like this fucking asshole said is raping and going to murder my daughter you know 
well, I'm not even, I'm not even cool enough to say like, I'm going to fucking, I would just lose it. Just lose my whole shit. Like what? The thoughts going through your head and like seeing your child's face and, 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 uh, being really scared and horrified and someone hurting your poor kid, whatever age they are, it doesn't fucking matter. It's just the worst. It's just the worst thing ever. Ever. You know, as parents, it's like even them breaking their arm and shit is is pretty, t- you know, I mean, it's fine. They're going to be okay. Come on, let's get to the doctor. But like something like this, dude, I am, it's so out of my control. A kidnapper has called my wife talking about a ransom and what he is and is going to do to my firstborn baby girl. And I am completely helpless. I don't know where anyone is. I don't know who she left with. I have zero information other than what Alicia has just told me, hysterically crying. And that's all. And then I've got these two other kids looking at me like, what happened? You know what I mean? Try to like try to get into my head. You almost feel hungover. I almost feel hungover after these things. So like now go to go to a go to a decent hangover. Not your worst hangover ever. It's not that bad. After night shifts, I'm talking about, but it's a, it's a good one. It's a good hangover. And I, I'm like, what in the fuck? So as I said, I call Chevelle's phone, I get her voicemail and I'm just like, I'm not slipping. I still, I'm still focused on getting a hold of her, getting a hold of him, setting up some kind of a meetup thing where of course I won't call the police and get the guns out, load up the truck, leave the kids here with the dog, go to your neighbor, you know, like I got a plan for them real quick at da, 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 and, and I just need a location and I'm on my way. I'm running red lights. I'm fucking, you know, the worst case scenario for a father, a father who's willing to do pretty much anything. I'm standing at my door my room me cash savvy I'm trying to like call Alicia I think again oh Alicia called me back maybe I look up and Chevelle's standing right in front of me did I make you guys hang on long enough for that one (laughs) I mean fucking come on dude I look up and my daughter who is kidnapped being raped and is going to be murdered is two feet from my face. Dude. The level of... Um, oh, shit. The, that, that, that feeling of everything's going to be okay and like um, when you think something bad happened and it didn't fill the blank in for me, please. I look up and she goes, Dad, I'm right here. Chevelle had seen the missed call from me. She probably was sleeping, I'm sure. But I know that she heard the case. Like, I'm not quiet, especially when I think this is going on in my life. I wasn't quiet, for sure. Savvy was, you know, emotional. Cash is wondering what to do. So she's in her room. 
I guess Savvy didn't know this. Savvy wakes up early. I, I, none of this makes sense, you guys. None of this makes sense looking at things logically. She's like, I, 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 dude, I call Alicia and I go, dude, Chevelle's right here. What the fuck? I'm like, she's right here in front of me. I'm holding, like, I, I grab Chevelle at this point. I love all my kids equally, obviously. But it's like when you think that kid is somewhere happening, like something bad happening to him, you know, so I grab her. I'm just like holding her like, now I'm like, is something wrong with fucking Alicia? Like, what? What just happened to me? What just happened to my daughter and my wife? Like, what just happened? Um, But Chevelle's standing in front of me. Chevelle's not kidnapped. No one's hurting her. She is right in front of me, just as confused as I am. And it's just, it was just the craziest shit. So I'm on the phone with Alicia. She's talking to law enforcement. And of course, this is one of those things like, uh, you know, the when the, the people, not just Africa, it's not a fucking race thing, but like it happens a lot. They'll call American older people, right, and go like, or, or emails, you know, you've seen or heard about those emails like, oh, this is the prince of fucking Nairobi or something, and we need your help, and if you can send us $20,000, we'll send you back twenty five. It's it's all It's all a hustle. It's all extortion. And so when I confirm that Chevelle's standing in front of me, I physically have contact with my child. Like there, I'm not tripping. I'm not dreaming, which I, for a second, I kind of thought could be a possibility because if Alicia knows for sure that she had left the house, let's say Alicia gave her that permission to leave earlier. Yeah. You can go with your buddy or whatever. I know I'll let your dad know when he wakes up like that. That was what I was thinking was happening. But, but come to find out like, no one was on the ring doorbell. Alicia would have seen if let's say Chevelle got some fucking balls on her and thought she could just leave here without telling an adult, which I don't think she would do. My Chevelle's like very much follow the rules. And, and you know, if she wants to go somewhere, fine, but she's going to let us know all these kids here like are very much communications big. Right. So they all know that. But let's say she found the nerve to just do what she wanted to. Um, Alicia would have seen that on the ring and been like, Savvy, go get your dad up. Where the hell did your sister go? All a, a lot. None of it. None of it makes sense. People is what I'm trying to tell you. The police get a hold of the number, call the number and the number when it comes up on the caller ID on Alicia's phone says Creve core. This is another little twist. Chevelle's fine. Everybody. I hope that worked. I hope I, Fucked with you a little bit. It was meant to be that way, but she is fine. But it is a fucked up story. Um, so it, so the number comes up, Creve Core. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a sick thing. I'm kind of stuffy. The number comes up, Creve Core, which is believable. So that's kind of another trip too, because Alicia thought maybe um, where she works, you know that that can be the number, the area code wise, right? It can say Creve Core. That would make sense. It could have been some of her dad's doctors. Um, a specialist calling with more information about blah, 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 blah. Also, the dude said, he said something to the effect of meet me at Walmart on Manchester. If you don't live here, Manchester Road is not close to us, but it's not that far away from where Alicia works. It doesn't, none of that 
matter so much, but except the fact that he was using um, information that sounded reasonable. When I asked Alicia, she said it was a black man. When I said, was it like African? Like, could you tell he was an immigrant? Like, you know, that English wasn't his first language. Originally, I thought she said yes, but apparently she said no. He was kind of hood and, and okay, so, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't add this in. Fuck. He also had a young girl with him. He also had a female with him who, who was crying and saying, mom, help me type shit that Alicia, like, just, you know, she knows what Chevelle sounds like for sure, but when, when, like, can you imagine if your child or your wife or your girlfriend or your sister or a girl you know is being kidnapped and held that maybe they would sound a little bit different? Maybe they're not going to be calm and go, hey, Leash, it's Chevelle, da 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 da, da. So, like, he had, th this is a whole extortion setup. Well played. Right? And, and the dude also told Alicia, uh, she tried to call her dad, but I guess he's at work. So now Alicia, uh, again, she knows I'm sleeping. This dude, you know, so if you think about it, you call a female. They generally can be, sorry, ladies, you get a little more hysterical a little faster. It's your child. You should. It's a completely understandable emotion. But if you call a man, it's going to be like, listen here, motherfucker, you know, you're going to get that Liam Neeson talk. So it's what you call a soft target. And, and, and rightly so if Alicia, Alicia was like going to the ATM, like she was just tell me where and how, like, I'll get you whatever you want. Just, you can take me, just give me my kid. Da, da, da. You know, she was, she was doing what a mom's supposed to do. Um, but, and, and, She'll fill all this in. But like the dude started off saying like, ma'am, there was an accident. Your daughter. Uh, he, and then he mentioned something about having five keys of Coke on him. He, he's a drug dealer. He had five keys of Coke on him. And he's not going to get involved with law enforcement because then they're going to search his vehicle and he'll go to prison. So I can't call the police. So I got him in my truck. Uh, they're crying, but they're okay. And, and like all this weird shit that you're thinking, shut the fuck up, dude. No drug dealer, no drug mule, drug smuggler is going to tell some random person on the phone they got five keys of Coke with them. I said the same shit myself. I've done that before. You don't tell anybody what you have with you, right? So none of that makes sense either. Again, Alicia got this call and freaking, she's at work in an office freaking out. And then like the little girl or the female gets on the phone, like crying, saying mom and shit, you know, and, and all this whole setup, they, they, it was well worked, but what you need from their point of view, from the motherfucker's point of view is you need a person to not ask too many questions. Like, so say Alicia was at home and she turned around and go, all my fucking kids are right here in my house, motherfucker. You know, then the dude would have just hung up. Right. But he know when, when you, when you do something like that, when you know, you've got somebody on the hook, you just ride them out. All you want is for him to go for you, for you. All he wants is for you to go to the ATM, get as much cash as you can. He'll meet you in some parking lot clock, knock you out. I mean, you know, you should have 
somebody with you, police or something, but knock you out real quick and then just take off with a couple hundred bucks. And if you think that nobody would do that for a couple hundred bucks, yes, they would. And also, this is probably why ATMs have the limits like this on them. It's got something to do with security for sure. Because if not, every idiot would just come at you with a gun, take me to your ATM, withdraw all the money out of it, and you're fucked. So there's a reason behind, and the dude even asked, how much can you get out of your ATM at once, or something to that effect, right? So they're amateurs, but they, you know, if you if you had the right victim... You could come off with, you know, I don't know what everybody's limit on their ATM is. Some people might be able to get a couple grand to make a phone call. I mean, if you're thinking from a criminal's mindset, which you got to do sometimes to make a phone call and scare the fuck out of some lady and get a couple grand for it. Never be seen, never be heard of. It's a ghost phone, a, a ghost number, a burner phone. No one. I mean, hopefully somebody can track these bit, these motherfuckers down, but probably not. This shit happens all the time. So to make a couple grand off of one phone call, I mean, you just uh, completely messed up some people's lives by fucking with them. Of course, all this is wrong, but I'm saying not a bad gig if you're a bad dude. What a way to wake up. Um, yeah, so so the police get the number. They call it it's a they call it a robot number, the ghost number. Uh, it doesn't go anywhere. It's, I, I'm sure they're traceable. But the police were telling Alicia that this is happening. I, I, I think it's been happening all the time. It just so happened to affect our lives. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a thing that obviously works, right? Excuse me. It's like the... Uh, it's like the... Uh, What's that thing when old people, you know, when, when they like, oh, if you pay this, you'll make this kind of money and they bring balloons and shit to your house, whatever that is. Uh, obviously it works or else it wouldn't still be a thing. So some people bite and these dudes get money there. I mean, it, it will work the same. And like I said, those princes, the, the princes that need you know, you let them, you, you send them 10 grand, they'll send you back 25,000, 250,000, whatever the number is. It obviously works or else they wouldn't still be doing it. Right. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, I guess they can't find these people. It's public information. You can get anyone's number from anywhere. You can Google me. You can Google Alicia and find her phone number. I'm sure it's not even that difficult to they've got kids or last known residents, last known residents from, you know, taxes or whatever it is, the year 2023, they probably still live in the same area. So if you're if you're smart enough at doing it, you you can generally make someone feel like you know exactly who they are and where they live and what their kids do and where their kids go to school. If your kids not in front of you, and someone tells you a story that you don't know. You, I mean, and, 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 and emotions and everything are high. You, you can start to believe all kinds of stuff. I wouldn't have questioned. Yeah, I would have. But I would have tried to just play the dude to, to my advantage so I could go kill him and get my kid. But I'm saying that, that, that the, uh, you know, it can work. I mean... And I know I left some holes in that story. 
So the girl was crying and then, oh, and then uh, when Alicia started asking too many questions or wasn't cooperating like the guy wanted her to, he started getting real mean and he was calling her names. And, and like, because I think if you're thinking about it from that perspective, when the plan's not going, you just want the person to roll over, bring you money, and then that'd be the end of it. You don't want them to start asking too many questions because now you're on the phone too much, right? And if you don't have a good lie and you don't have a good story, you're going to start falling apart. And I think the dude, when he knew that, like, because, boom, when you hit somebody once, they don't know how to react, usually. People are in a fog, and they just like, what the fuck? But as as they come to, they're going to start to be a little more rational and go, wait a minute, Chevelle didn't go anywhere. I just, blah, blah, blah. So he started being real mean and calling her names and shit. And I don't, he said she was saying some pretty funny stuff that I don't want to. He was calling her a monkey over and over, which was funny. I, I guess it's not that funny. It's just a weird name to call a lady that you're trying to extort money from. I don't know. The whole thing is a little comical. It's not funny at all. But it's like when you think about you know, who this fucking asshole is, he's sitting in his house with a female and all right, we're going to call this lady and tell her we got her kid. So on my cue, you start crying. You know, it, I, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up to do to somebody. I mean, I'm just like livid. So then me and the kids and I'm like, you need to come home. And Alicia's like, I got to go back to work. And I'm like, go back to work. You know, so enough with the fucking work already. Because when stuff like this happens to her, she can kind of like freak for a little while, you know, and rightly so again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just what a, what a way to wake up. Um, what a thing to think about. And then like, and then, you know, as a parent, as a father, uh, me, maybe just specifically, I'll just talk my, myself, uh, my job in this world is to provide, uh, you know, food, shelter, clothing, and security. And that, that helpless feeling, man, it's not one that uh, I, I, I want to get used to or ever want to, like, actually, you know, this was a scammer dude thing, but like it, it, in reality, if something like this ever happens, you, I mean, it sucks. It has got to suck. I can't imagine those people who, you know, and you like, you hear stories about the, the, the child has just never been found, never been heard of. That is misery. You know, that like that has got to be the worst thing in the world. One of them. Easy. Easy. It's up there somewhere. One of the worst things you could ever deal with as a parent. All the kids are okay. <laughs> Alicia's okay. She was a little stressed for the day. And she gets home and uh, we all kind of just meet up in the house, you know. And we, you can't help but to go back over it and just kind of laugh. And you know, even Chevelle was like, I, as if like I just leave here without telling you guys. And then... Savvy puts in her little thing. So we all kind of like had a little, you know, not funny at all, but it just, it caught all of us off guard. It, what a trip. 
but yeah, I'm, I'm glad everybody's okay for sure. But, uh, you know, later on, we're all kind of like in the kitchen making dinner. So-and-so wants this, so-and-so wants that. And we were all just kind of in there together. And even though this was not like some life-threatening scare, I understand. From Alicia's point of view, it was. I felt that way until I saw Chevelle. After that, like, I know that, okay, this is bullshit. But you do, man. You start to appreciate. It's just like, I can't have any. My mom used to always say, if something happens, every time we would leave each other, you know, whatever, whatever, school, anything, like, you, we had to tell each other I love you. Even if you're mad, you say I love you. Because if that's the last time you ever see each other, it's better to have that be the last thing that's said, right? Um, and so you, you know, I just started like just looking at all my kids in the kitchen, like doing their own individual thing, cashes, you know, whatever he was making macaroni and hot dogs for fucking reason. And Savvy's figuring out lunch for school tomorrow and, and Chevelle's eating grilled cheese I made for her. And, uh, you know, you just, I'm like looking around at all these kids, like, you know, sometimes it's it's such a pain in the ass and, and uh, parenting is tough and you're pulled in all these different directions that I know I've said before, I don't know if I was wired uh, um, from the jump to be doing this job. Obviously you have to do it and just fucking deal with it, but uh, you know, it's tough. And then you look around some of those days and everybody's like getting along and or, or a fake kidnapper calls with a ransom for your daughter and uh, you just start to be like super grateful and thankful and all that stuff to have what you have. And uh, yeah. So that was kind of yesterday waking up after some night shifts. I'm back, dude. I had to run upstairs real quick. Alicia goes, who are you talking to? I said, my microphone. She said, you probably should have let me do that one with you. I said, I know. That's what I said, but you're at fucking work. Um, maybe she'll tell her side of it later. But then it'll be boring because you've already heard the story. So. What else is happening? Um, Got my man Jamie coming over to uh, get working down here on Cash's bedroom and bathroom. Looking forward to that. Uh, like I was saying earlier, uh, father-in-law's in the hospital. Oh, going back to the kidnappers, don't look out for this these kind of things. Keep an eye on your kids. Because if something like that really happens it's a uh, it's got to be fucking miserable so stay vigilant stay frosty um yeah we've been talking about health and stuff around here a lot too uh with Danny boy being in the hospital um smoker forever uh COPD and He's had the stents put in his neck and in his legs and like to a point where they can't put any more in. I think you can have so many anyway. Um, and after he had to retire from from practicing law, uh, 
it just it like it took the wind out of his sails, man, and you could see it. He was always wanting to, you know, go out and and, and do stuff and it sucks knowing knowing a person who has all this excuse me not not necessarily like motivation but he always liked doing his yard work and he always liked this and like that and going out to eat was his big thing and stuff and it's just it's a bummer to see a dude uh that you love and respect very much not give up but just not have that fight and um I'm going to go see him a little bit later today, but just to hang with him. But uh, Alicia and her sister Alex um, have, you know, they're, they're taking care of all the business side of it and stuff and working really hard um, to make the transition out of the hospital, whether we go straight to rehab or we got them a new apartment and, and we're getting that all kind of set up and stuff. But my point to the whole thing is, and I, I try to talk about it on here and not not um, not like some influencer, obviously, or anything like that. But uh, just as 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 much as health relates to your life, because. I just don't think we know exactly what we're doing until maybe it's too late. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it's. When I go to see him he kind of chirps up a little bit. Cause I, I you know, I, I, we talk like dudes when I go to see him, we went and watched the first half of the super half of the super bowl with him. And, uh, Alicia's like, you know, it was the most kind of like alert and shit I've seen. And then he has good and bad days. Everybody going through all that will. And he had that stupid flu thing. Um, and just like oxygen and just as long as you're trying to heal, you know, hasn't smoked since he's been in the hospital, obviously. So, uh, you know, it's a good thing. Uh, will he start smoking again when he gets out? I hope not. But I don't know. And I can't make those kind of decisions for everybody. I would strongly advise against it. And uh, now that he's going to be living a little closer to us, maybe we'll go for walks around a little apartment complex. And he was saying that uh, it's only him and one other dude there. It's all a bunch of chicks. And I'm like, well, yeah, man. It doesn't sound like a bad deal. Even in your 70s, you ain't that fucking old. Single guy. Probably a bunch of single ladies there. You know, go play bingo. And uh, he loves the kids so much. And likes just talking to them and, and hearing their little stories. And when Cash gets in trouble at school, he laughs. Ah, oh, dumb man. He's going to be fine. He's just being a boy. And uh, I, he's right, and I get it. Um, but as, as you know, as his dad, I got to do what I got to do. I can't wait to be a grandpa and say all this shit to my kids. Oh, fuck. You should have remembered. You're, you know, you don't remember when you were in seventh grade and sixth grade. And blah, blah, blah. But um, just kind of finding that reason to uh, just take care of yourself. And it's easy to not take care of yourself for sure. But it's not that hard to just like kind of eat right and not do certain things. You know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, just take care of yourselves. 
mentally, physically, emotionally. And I think you're going to get a lot of better, longer years in life. You know, you want to see those grandkids. I think it's probably going to be fucking rad to be a grandpa. I'm looking forward to it. I don't plan on staying in Missouri, but uh, the way Alicia and I have it planned out is we're going to go wherever we want to go, probably the desert, Arizona somewhere, and uh, just fly the family out, you know, so they can come stay with us, and we'll just be grandparents and let everybody do what we want or what they want. Just kind of hang. So shout out to Grandpa Dan. Get better. Get home. We're going to help you take care of yourself what else um oh sunday the 25th coming up today's tuesday like i said the 25th um jenny andrade's coming in my nurse practitioner from the testosterone clinic so we're gonna have an open honest discussion about testosterone and um just hormones in general male Mostly, and I hope she gets into it. She'll tell you whatever, uh, tell me, I guess, whatever about female hormones and, and, you know, how females, you know, it's not just for men who want to lift weights. Um, Females, uh, you know, you guys go through your hormone stuff too. Early menopause and all that shit, and I think, uh, don't quote me on that for sure. I know very little about it, but I think hormonally you can get help with stuff like that so we're gonna uh we're gonna try to go through all of it and um as always the goal is try to help some people so that ought to be cool that's the 25th and then on the 28th i am flying out to uh my reunion in uh california any would-be kidnappers don't get any ideas that I'm going to be out of town. My wife is very uh, knowledgeable and skilled and has passed all of the written and practical applications for firearm use. She has access to a lot of them, so don't get any fucking ideas. But, uh, yeah, so looking forward to that. I want to put this out there now, and then I'm going to talk about it. I'll, I'm going to do uh, a podcast when I get home about the whole reunion and, and how I know how awesome and um, sad, for sure. It's going to be very emotional for me. I'm happy about that part. I don't run from it because I have ran from it for 20 years. So I'm, I am very excited to... Uh, uh, hopefully find a little bit of closure. Um, as you guys know, if you've been listening, if not go back and, 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 uh, I've talked about it. I wasn't able to go back. This is the 20 year reunion for the battle of Fallujah in 2004. The, I don't, I think deadliest place in the world, the most fucked up place in the world for sure. I can't imagine it's much better these days, but at least we're not, well, at least, there's not a bunch of us there anymore. Um, I wasn't able to go back with my guys. Um, so that thing called survivor's guilt is, uh, it's real. And I have had it, um, for 20 years. I got out in 2004 and they went over there. The bad motherfuckers of echo second battalion 
First Marines, Echo Platoon, Echo Company, I'm sorry. Um, and a lot of other people were there with 2-1. So uh, to all of those guys. Um, however, had I went back, I am pretty sure that I wouldn't be here today. So there is that, but that doesn't change a lot about my feelings. Um, I know on paper that sounds easy to say, well, dude, you know, you stayed home with your mom. Most of your brothers that you talked to about it said they would have done the same thing. Uh, you should be happy that you're, you weren't there because you're alive today and you have kids and you're healthy and you've got a wife and you, you know, uh, statistically you shouldn't be where you are today as far as, um, professionally and, and, and monetarily and all that. Trust me. These are things I'm thankful for often. I do understand that those are facts, but it doesn't change anything. Uh, I think that there's something I could have done. And um, right or wrong, I hope to uh, I hope to find some closure with that and and get to get to talk to my old buddies and uh, you know and and have a good time and enjoy each other's company and and. I mean, what's better than Southern California? Hopefully the, the, the rain and the mudslides and all that crazy shit that those poor folks are dealing with has, has went away by a couple weeks from now. But, you know, we'll see. I'm pretty sure Camp Pendleton's okay. Uh, but, yeah, so that's another big one. But um, uh, I want to bring it up now, and I'll bring it up again when I get back with more information, uh, three brothers of mine, there's a lot more people involved, but, uh, these, these three brothers, I'm going to tell you all, um, have started a nonprofit called legacy military reunions. If you find them, I know that the website is, is taking off and it's kind of in its infancy. Um, but what these guys are doing is they are, raising money with this nonprofit to to try to um, help and aid in the reunions of any and hopefully every uh, military unit um, I don't think it's just Marine Corps I think it's 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 military wide uh, to help uh, get more units to have these reunions. Um, I think that the positive, not I think, we all think, and I know for a fact that uh, these reunions can be very helpful to guys. Um, you know, there's that ego thing and then not wanting to face the music and the facts and, uh, you know, losing brothers and... Um, uh, the, the, the emotional trauma and shit that can come from, from all of that stuff that, that guys have to do. Uh, it's, it is helpful. Um, again, closure or, 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 um, forgiveness or whatever, whatever, whatever the thing is, uh, and they're not the only ones doing this, but they're my motherfuckers. So we're going to support him, you and I, and, and everybody we talk to, um, so they, they take donations, but you know, they're, they're, they're like making hoodies and stuff. And, uh, but basically that's, that's the thing when, when you buy hoodies that the, the proceeds go to. So, so here's the deal. Your cousin, Brian, 
was with uh, 1-5, blah, 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 right? And and those guys haven't gotten together, and they, they, you know, they don't stay in touch so much, but there's a couple of them that do. And what you can do is somehow, and I'll get all the info, but go get a hold of Legacy, and uh, they can help set up and support these other units getting together and, and to, to, to create that bond again and, and get back to, you know, having that team and stuff. And I think it's, uh, I think it's really helpful. So if you know anybody or yourself, you'd like to donate, um, please visit, uh, legacy military reunions. Again, I'll get all the information about, um, uh, social media. I don't have any of that, but I know they're on there or they're building. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be shouting them out on my podcast. That's, that's my duty, uh, as someone who, you know, has gotten so much out of these things. So I'll get you all that info and, uh, what, let's do what we can to, you know, uh, maybe we can help one person who might be feeling suicidal or, um, just down, down and out or, or drugs or alcohol or, or whatever the, the, you know, there's a, a number of things that we all kind of go through in one way or another. Let's see if we can help some people out. So, um, looking forward to Sunday for sure. But, uh, that reunion one, it's going to be, uh, there's a lot going on that I don't want to spoil for now. There's some speakers and we're doing some really fun, um, slash respectful things. Uh, so, I'll get back to you on all that, but I just wanted to check in with you guys and, and say, Hey, and, uh, tell you my fucking crazy story about yesterday. So I'm going to get going and, uh, got some, some chores and stuff to do a couple days off, go back to work for a few days and then boom, I'm out of town for the weekend. So looking forward to that. Hope you guys are all well, keep an eye on your children and your family and, and, you know, every day is, is worth loving these people. Because if something happens to them, whether they get old and, and uh, in poor health or they're young and some fucking asshole does something bad to them, let everybody know you love them. And uh, like, like PJ said, man, the last thing you got to say to your people, even if you're fighting, is I love you before you leave. Um, I think it's probably a really good thing that we can all do. And it's a nice thing to say to somebody if you are not seeing eye to eye before you go. So thanks guys. I appreciate you tuning in as always. Oh, real quick, dude. I said on the last episode that we had 599 episodes. I meant downloads. Um, we're over that now. We're at like almost 700 now. So, uh, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Um, I'm going to try to keep making noise and get this thing to take off and, and, you know, we're just going to try to keep helping people and, and having some fun hopefully. And, uh, you know, all that stuff. So thank you very much. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Um, and I will talk to you soon. Take care and try to help somebody out. Be good to yourselves too, man. It's important. All right. See ya.